Hi, welcome to Enter the Bunker, where we launch you into thriving. Each week, we talk about a different virtue that can be used as a building brick to build your own personal bunkers. We share personal stories, as well as tips and tricks to help you thrive instead of survive. So sit down, relax, and enter the bunker. So this past weekend, I was uh, actually doing a lot of gardening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We picked up uh, we kept, picked up a tree and some blueberry bushes. Nice. High bush blueberry bushes? No, just low. Okay. And uh, we actually looked to, uh, we, we got them planted in our backyard, close to an apple tree, and uh, put up another uh, juniper type of a tree. So, yeah. Uh, just uh, just had some work done like with our we just got our driveway repaved yeah after years of waiting for it to be like oh you finally got it done yeah oh good it's been like years it's just been like a rock pile and so finally just got it done and so I was happy to have that done but that was my weekend because yeah so we just planted those and it was hot it was was very very humid and muggy Yeah. yeah so lots of fun I committed to some plans with my friends I was very on the edge about doing that but uh I'm glad that I did. It was my end of my friend, one of my friend's vacations, and uh, she hadn't done much because her son was uh, sick with a cold throughout the beginning of the week, so she didn't want to take him anywhere. Anyway, she was super happy that a friend and I were able to come down, so I got to visit with some friends that I haven't seen in a while. It's pretty fun, and I also did some yard work, and uh, I had mowed the grass before, and then I like there was it was really long, so there, there was these huge piles, so I raked it into one pile, didn't clean it up right away. Then, when I went to pick up the piles, it was like all brown and yellow grass underneath. But if I throw some like seed down, do you think more grass would grow? Oh yeah. Or will it just grow on its own? Grass is very resilient. Yeah. So I mean, if you left it, it would probably grow back. But if you put some seed down, it'll go faster. It'll go faster. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, So we're going to be talking about perception. Yes, perception. Yes. Perception is the clarity of insight, being observant of what is beneath the surface and looking for a deeper meaning. Perception seems like a pretty deep topic to me. So, like, I feel like it's going to be one for that's hard to talk about almost. It, it, it touches on so many things. Like, when it comes to perception, everybody has their own perception of things. Right. Right. Yes. And the problem is, is that because of that, think of it almost like a lens, right? And everybody has their own lens and they prefer to see through it. You know, you ever heard the expression like um, rose-colored glasses, right? No. Oh, they look at everything with rose-colored glasses, meaning like they think everything is happy and cheery and that nothing could go wrong. That's, it's an expression. Kind of like, isn't it like the, the, is it Maroon 5 has a song, I know you like to thank your don't stank. Lean a little closer. You know that roses really smell like poo, ooh, ooh. <laughs> kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the truth is, is that each one of us has our own perception. Yeah. Uh, but being perceptive yeah. is another thing, right? So it's the ability to be able to, like you said, uh, be able to observe things and yeah. be able to take them in. And clarity. And have clarity about it. Yeah. yeah because... So often we just go about, you know, everyday life and not really noticing things and uh, we're just too busy and we don't pick up those things that are happening around us and that's a lack of perceptiveness, Okay. right? But if we really have almost like, you know, real, I guess just paying attention, you know, like to to the little things that are happening in our lives. Be in the moment. 
yeah, being in the moment, yeah. then you get to pick up on things that could make real life-changing differences. Because the truth is, is that there's all these little opportunities. Like, have you ever heard of, like, you know how we talk about how like the universe is talking to you? Yes. Right? Yes. Here's the problem. And I listen to that. <laughs> yeah. And but the truth is, is that a lot of people just aren't listening. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the universe could be talking to you constantly, but if you're not listening, it's not doing anything for you. Right. Right. Yeah. So with perceptiveness, that allows us to be like, you know, wait a minute, like, I, you know, you, you're, you're, you're listening. Oftentimes, like, truthfully, when it comes to my own perceptiveness, I notice that when it comes to listening to something in a podcast or in YouTube, yeah. uh, or I might be having a conversation with somebody, yeah. I suddenly would just like something they said just trigger something and I just really picked up on it. Yeah. And that's what sets me off to start having like all kinds of other thought processes with things that change the way that I think, but also change some of the decisions I want to make in terms of like usually business decisions. Or Do you think that. you're in the moment when, so say somebody's having that conversation with you and then whatever they said triggered something. So then your brain starts thinking about that. So you're not technically in the moment with them explaining it to you anymore because you're in your own moment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, oftentimes I would, yeah, that's true. I would, I would pick it up, and then as it's going, as they're going on, yeah, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, I really have to pay attention to like maybe go back and listen to what that was. Yeah, if I was listening, if I was just watching something, uh, or if I'm talking to somebody, I would. It's rare that it actually happens in conversation, but this is the reason why, like, perceptiveness to have this perceptiveness is really important because a lot of people who are in who are in business or who are really successful the reason why they're able to come up with new ways to do things is because they go out and they interact with a lot of different people all the time yeah. right and this allows them to be able to with their perceptiveness be inspired to be able to find new ways to do things and right. be able to be more efficient or be able to solve problems they weren't able to solve before and if you look at history all throughout history yeah it's the same thing that happens. It's like they they were like like what I was describing. They were they were they met a certain person and had a certain conversation, and they didn't realize that like like Starbucks for example. Right. The reason why Starbucks started is because the founder literally was traveling through Italy, and he saw the experience people were having with these like drinking these things that were called espressos. Right. right? And in the U.S., that didn't exist, and he was just like, we have to bring this to the states, right? right. And that's where it started. Okay. All because he was traveling in Italy and he saw this thing called an espresso and he saw the experience they were having and they were just like, man, we gotta bring this in. And because he had the perceptiveness to be like, you know, why don't we have this? And like, because he, he caught on to it, he paid attention Americans to it. Americans need more energy. Americans need to have us, <laughs> we need more espressos. Yeah. Then, uh, then that's what led to that. But there's lots of stories throughout history of these types of things that were happening. And it's just, it's all because of perceptiveness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think there's like an occupation that perceptiveness is most beneficial? Like, is there any certain occupation or do you think all jobs require a certain level of perceptiveness? I'd probably say that, well, think about maybe like a psychologist or a therapist, really. Yeah. Right? Like they you have to need really- to be open to every, Yeah, they have to everything. be open and pay attention to everything that they're saying and doing and even the little things, like it may not even be what they're saying, but just the way that they're and the acting the things. They have to be open not to just to you or you or you. They have to be open to all of their clients, not just like one individual. Like you might think like, yeah, oh my gosh, they're so open with me, but they have to be that open with everyone. Yep. Not just you or yep. you. Like yep. that would be hard. It's difficult, yeah. I don't know how they don't get like 
clients confused either because I like I've been to therapy before and like she just remembers everything. I know she takes her notes and stuff, but like it just blows my mind how much they remember from what you've already told them. And it's all because they're practicing perceptiveness. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. being very perceptive and they're taking it in. So that's what makes the difference in terms of not only them being able to do what they do in terms of therapy, right. but their ability to be able to connect so well with you. Yeah. Right. So imagine what you what that would be like if you did that with everybody that you have a relationship with, if you put that much attention into the things they were saying, yeah. right? And being able to remember it, you would create much stronger bonds in terms of the types of relationships you had. I, I agree with that. I have a pretty good friend group and I think it's all because we're very close with each other. We've always listened to each other, been there for each other. So I, I definitely agree with that. In terms of perceptiveness, I think that probably the most common time that you need to have real perceptiveness yeah it's when you're buying a used car when you're buying a used car oh yeah oh, what yeah. oh yeah because, why because the truth is is that what's what happens when you go to buy a used car you're going <laughs> first off you don't know what you're getting right, right? you're trusting the sales guy who is like gonna say anything he can to try to sell you that car yeah so you have to be really on high level to be able to like pick up if he's actually being honest with you or if it's all BS, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just thinking back to the times when uh, I purchased used cars and I used to, and I've had my fair share of them over the years. Uh, yeah, but I they, purchased one in October. I'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, so we're not being young and naive, of course, uh, and not practicing perceptiveness. Yeah, I bought jalopies. Like I remember specifically. Jalopies. Like they were. I remember one of the first cars I had was a was a Hyundai Pony. I don't even think you guys even know what that is. <laughs> it's so old. But it was it was like the girl was like, oh yeah, it's like it's great and like there's no problems with it and sold it to me and it was just nonstop problems. Everything on it was falling apart. And it was because I just, yeah, I just didn't know better and I wasn't using my perceptiveness to be able to pick it up. As I got older, I started to pick up, I started to get much more guarded when it came to dealing with used car salesmen. Yep. Uh, and then of course, I just eventually stopped buying used cars and buying new cars. But then even then, yeah. you have to be very careful in terms of- Oh yeah, they're probably just as salesy as the exactly, used car. Exactly, yeah. they tell you, oh, you gotta, you gotta get this too. And, and then they'll tell you all kinds of things about the car, like it's super fantastic, but truth I, is, is that, yeah. I don't think I've ever been perceptive buying a car in my life. Never. Never. So I bought a car, a brand new one, in 2013 and yeah like my friends my friend's mom had the same one anyways I guess I could have asked for winter tires I could have asked for like the winter um, floor mats like you know like the thick rubber ones so like salt and stuff doesn't yeah they like have grooves in them anyways could have asked for all this but I didn't I'm just like walk in there and was like I want this car and they're like okay here you go like they didn't try to like if even if they had tried to upsell it to me I might have I probably would have even taken it then. Like I had no perception on, oh, I could probably get this. You know what, I could probably get this too. They really want to sell me this car. Exactly. But I didn't, I was just yeah. like, here you go. So the, and now back, that car got smashed recently back in October of 2020 and I bought a used car. 
again, my percept, I needed a car like ASAP. Uh, my rental only lasted so long. So I needed a car ASAP and I was, my dad was looking for me. I was looking, I just, I could have cared less what I got. So <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted something safe to drive, but anyways, I got this car that I have now and yeah, now I'm kind of like running into like a lot of issues because all I did was take it for like a drive. I should have taken it for a better drive like on the highway because actually as soon as we pulled out of there and got on the highway and started driving, I heard this like noise and the whole like, what's that plate thing underneath the car? Like the skid plate or like the yeah, heat plate or yeah. something. Yeah, Heat shield. Heat shield. It's like yeah. covers the whole bottom of the car. Look behind me. My dad's driving behind me. This huge shield is flying off the car. And I'm like, dad had to swerve out of the way. He didn't even know it came off my car until we stopped at the gas station in Fall River. And I was like, did you see that thing come flying off? He's like, that was off your car. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I just had no perception on, oh, maybe I just needed a car. And I knew it had it had a safety for another year or half a year. It had... Like it was ready to go, it was ready to drive, but maybe I should have like looked a little bit longer, had better perception on what what to look for, I guess, right. when buying a used car. Right. Because and the salespeople didn't even seem very salesy. They're just like, oh, here you go. Like I think they just knew like we're selling. We got this girl already. She wants this car. She's already hooked. Yeah, we don't even have to do anything. I did get, I think it was listed for a certain amount, and I asked for, because then it was plus taxes, but I asked it for that certain amount with taxes in, and I did get it for that. So I got it for a little bit cheaper than what they had it listed for, but that they only just got the car in a week ago, so that was on their lot and off their lot within a week. Yeah. So that's probably yeah. the type of business that they want. But yeah, I definitely am going to be more perceptive when I buy my next car. There you have it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and everybody, everybody ends up buying a used car at some point in their yeah. lives. And really, not being able to have the perceptiveness to know when that person is really trying to sell you something that is not as good as what they're talking about yeah. is really going to save you like a ton of ton of grief. Yes. In terms of in terms of like what you're going to be able to use. Very true. I think perceptiveness is also very important when it comes to jobs. Yeah. You know, like I think. Uh, a lot of people tend to be actually, they try to be more perceptive, I think, when they're going for job interviews to be able to not just try to impress for the interview, but also to see what kind of company they are getting into, right? Yeah. They'll look around and they'll, they'll ask talk, around. They'll ask around yeah. and yeah, no, they'll talk. And then of course they'll go online and they'll try to check out reviews and yeah. things like look that. Look at the website. But that's not really, but those types of things, like when it comes to like trying to find information online, isn't the same perceptiveness as what you get from having an interaction with people, Mm-mm. right? Because it's actually interactions with people that are going to really give you the, the, the real sense of what to expect, right? right? Because... You can't sense, you know, when somebody is being genuine with you on a website, right? You can yeah. you can only really pick that up in a, in a face-to-face conversation. Which that's actually kind of gone out the window lately, too, with COVID. Like, face-to-face interviews, a lot of them have, like, been over Zoom or phone calls. Like, we know ourselves. We've done a few. Yep. yep. So how do you think that affects perceptiveness? Do you th- Or do you think it's equivalent to having an in-person one? Well, I think I think that's why so much of it is trying to be going into video, right? Yeah. Because they yes. want to be able to see people's faces. Yeah. They want to be able to feel like they're actually talking to someone face to face. The thing is, is that I've also noticed that when it comes to using these technologies, it's very fairly common that you'll start a conference, all faces, and then at some point you just kind of click 
and suddenly the video's gone and now you're just in voice and now they can't see you right meanwhile others might be seen but you can't like you can see them but they can't see you okay and this kind of thing is happening this happens a lot in a yeah. lot of in a lot of uh video video streaming yeah i think that you know as far as it's probably good practice if you want to increase your perceptiveness i think that it's good to try to keep your video on all the time i think so yeah. for sure now if you're going for a job interview clearly you're going to yeah right? but yeah. if you're usually in a position where you're on the other side of it then sometimes you might you might be you might be tempted to turn it off and maybe just so that you feel more relaxed i guess but truthfully if you want to be able to give the other person as much as they can about who you are yeah keep it on and who you want like i want to know who they are yeah like yeah i can't imagine turning off a video turning off a video during an interview i just i can't picture that well, a person going for an interview isn't going to do that themselves. But right. The people who are interviewing. interviewing. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. They could clearly be be doing that, right? And yeah. And it kind of doesn't give the person who's being interviewed a chance to know what? Who, who they're connecting with very well. Right. Right. Yep. So, again, kind of that reduces their ability to have perceptiveness about you. Or the bit, or the job, even. Or the or, job. Or, yeah. the, or the, or the, well, basically the, whole, the, the company. who they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and that's the kind of trust that has to be fostered from the very start. And it's very important. And especially if you want to have them come on board, then they need to be able to know who you are, right? So mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've seen these kind of things happen. And especially when it comes to having to deal with doing video video calls all the time now in, in this world. Yeah. Uh, but I think that um, That it's would just really cloud of, the perception. It would cloud your perception, yeah. 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 So you want, to, you want to keep at it. Like just, even though sometimes you may you may feel tempted to want to like turn it off because yeah. I don't know you feel like you don't like how you look in the camera or something like that. The truth is, is the other person doesn't care. They just want to be able to. If you see want your that person as an employee, yeah, you keep your camera on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned my car. Like I was in a situation that that situation definitely clouded my perception because I knew I needed a car right then. Like I have kids. They are in sports. I have the job to get to. I got to do yeah. this. Like. I just needed, I knew yeah. the car was safe, so I just went and bought it, but I didn't, I didn't look into it enough. Do you think there's any other situations that could cloud perception? I think that that's a good example of like, we're, we're, we're pressed because of the things we need. And so it gives us a heightened sense of, of just kind of ignoring that perceptiveness yeah. in order to just get it done. Yeah, right? 100%. And same thing, like what we were just talking about in terms of like job interviews and things like that. Uh, we will oft sometimes we're so eager to uh, impress because we really need that job yeah. or we really want that job yeah. that we're not even paying attention to who we're talking to or, right. or we're just so going on we're not seeing some warning signs about the company we might be actually talking to right yeah. so these are the kinds of things that happen fairly frequently but on a larger scale we have perception like the things that really cloud our perception tends to be things like I guess you could say preconceived notions, right? What? So <laughs> <laughs> explain. <laughs> so uh, what's what's often called discrimination. Okay. Okay. So when we have when we discriminate uh, against, like if we have a discriminating view of something, meaning mm -hmm. that we already have preconceived yep. ideas, yeah, then we will see things through those preconceived ideas when it's not really the way it is, right? So right. you can this look is at deep. <laughs> yeah, so so I mean this this touches on all kinds of things. When people 
immediately when you start to talk about politics, what happens? You People have their ways set. Yeah, they think a liberal is this, a Republican is that, or a conservative is this, and a Green is that, and an NDP is that, and all these different parties, right? So they immediately start to have preconceived notions of who they're talking to. This is the beginnings of judging. Mm -hmm. And so with that, they no longer have a perception of having a discussion with a person. Yeah. They now have a perception of talking to something which represents maybe an enemy to them. Mm -hmm. Or they immediately think that, okay, so I already know because this person is a liberal or yeah. something that they must be X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I don't even, like, I don't agree with that. So I'm not even going to treat them like a person. Right. And that is where communication breaks down. If you have perceptiveness, though, mm -hmm. and you, instead of using those preconceived notions you have, label people and instead just really listen to what they're saying or really read, I guess, because it's in social media sometimes, yeah, yeah. to what they're saying yeah. and forget what their, what, what, whatever their Whatever's political already, leanings might yeah, be, yeah. you can actually start to have real meaningful conversations that build. Yeah. The problem though is that as much as your intentions are good, the other person is probably going to come right back at you with the same preconceived notions when they see what you're, where you're standing, right? Yeah. So then it's like, well, you tried, but you're not getting anywhere and you get frustrated and then you go back to your old ways, right? So it's really, perceptiveness That'd is something. That'd be discouraging. I can yeah, and that. it's discouraging, and you wouldn't right? want to do it anymore. Exactly. Why? Yeah. And that's just politics. What's the point? Then you get, <laughs> and then you get into like other major things like race, right? You know, yeah. when it comes to racism and of course the preconceived notions that come with that. When it comes to class, right? Rich versus poor, what happens there? That used to be a thing, smart Everybody, versus stupid. Yeah, and so like, especially rich versus poor, like if you go on social media, there's actually, you know what? Especially what's happening now, there's a housing crisis happening in the yes, world, right? Is. And it's not just happening here in, in our little province, nope. it's happening all over all the over world, the place, yeah. right? And if you look at the kinds of comments that are being made by people who are in the midst of that housing crisis, they say the worst things about landlords, like the worst. Yeah. And the truth is, is that landlords aren't really rich. Like a lot of times they've been able to get far enough to be able to get that house so that they could try to be able to create some kind of a additional income for themselves. They yeah. just kind of, they're just a little bit further up, yeah. but they are demonized in ways that are amazing and, and, and some I, I, yeah, I'm not saying that not everybody no, deserves no. that, yeah. but a lot. I, I, I think that a lot of them don't, right. you know? And so because of that though, because of the perception, yeah. right? Because they have the perception of, you know, I'm, I'm getting the, the, the short end here. And so it's because of, and then the judgments start. The right? judgments and start, And then they have yeah. the preconceived notions. And so the, what happens is that everybody, what what's, what's sad about that is that because they have that preconception, and then they go out to actually get other houses, what do you think their attitude is gonna be about landlords? Not good. Horrible, Yeah. right? Yeah. And what do you think that, how do you think that landlord perceives? Can perceive that attitude and the, the way they're talking to them. Exactly, yeah. right? And so what happens? They end up being, they actually create a self-fulfilling prophecy of like all landlords are horrible because as soon as you start talking to a landlord in a way that makes them feel like, wow, you think I'm a terrible person, don't you? Well, I just don't wanna to talk to you then. Yeah. Of course. You know they're yeah. not going to want to even rent their the rent their property. You can get that feeling. Like I feel like I can read people really well. So if somebody, if I was a landlord and somebody was coming in talking to me, I'd be like, "You hate me." Like yeah. I'd be able to tell. I'd be able to feel the vibes coming yeah. from them. Exactly. And so this happens all the time. Yeah. And it's just it's so 
it, it, it could be, it's so easy to take care of if, if people are just more perceptive. Yeah. And they were just actually would stop and allow themselves to be able to communicate in a way that uses their perception. So the problem is, though, is these preconceived notions, like the perception yeah. of, of things. And if they can be perceptive, right, and actually see things the way they are, so many problems would be solved. And of course, this allows you to be able to grow and be able to do things that other people can't. Because look at the masses who are so stuck in their preconceived notions. Meanwhile, if you go to that landlord, for example, yeah. and you talk to him like a person, yeah. he'll love you, yeah, right? For and sure. then what do you think he's gonna do? He's like, you know what? Yeah, I see this thing needs fixing. So before you move in, I wanna get it fixed up. Yeah. Whereas the other person who was all like snarly with them, totally. so it's like, well, here's the price. And by the way, it's another hundred dollars now. Yeah. You know, because or what they're, they get, getting, right? they're getting 200 <laughs> resumes to go to that place and they're just like, next. Yeah, exactly. Next. Right. So, so here's the moral of the story. Don't hate your landlord. Hate the government. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> so that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to perceptions, right? Because the truth is, is that like, it's That's really, where my perception goes. It's more not towards the landlord. Yeah. It's not the landlord's problem. It's, it's because, well, if economy, you look at me, I don't know what can, to blame it on. <laughs> it comes back to like to me, it comes back to systems. Yes, systems. Right? Yeah. And so when you have a system, you can have good people in a bad system. Yeah. And it just keeps going, and those people are stuck. Yeah. Right. But the system does the damage. Yeah. Right. But we don't see that. No. Nope. Right. You and have so, your perceived. Yeah, you're you're that cog in the wheel, and yeah. so you're a part of that. So that makes you bad. Is yeah. our perceived our perceived notion? Yeah. So if I ever make comments about anything anything of a system that is bad, I'm saying bad things about that system. system. Not the people. I will have yeah. So if it's if the government is doing something which is clearly just not good, I'm yeah. just like there's the system's not working. Yeah. Right. If the healthcare system is some doing something that's just not good. The system isn't working. Don't blame the doctors and nurses that are in there trying to help you. Right. But that's what people do. That's what, yeah. They're like, oh, this nurse Karen. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, that is, yeah, okay. Yeah, so if we just were able to have more perceptiveness and we were able to like pay attention and actually talk to people like people, yeah. it would totally, the like that completely can change, not just the world, imagine what it does to your world yeah right like you suddenly become somebody who everybody wants to talk to yeah you go in for that job interview and they're like wow you really stood out from all the rest of the people because even when you even when you're talking to an interviewer they they feel the perceptions right it's yeah. like if the person they're talking to might might be of a, a certain race or a certain class then they might they might, they might <sighs> think that they'll, they'll start to give those vibes and you know what Myself, as a person who's an employer, mm -hmm. right? I've had interviews where I, I could sense, like just from certain types of, 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 uh, of wordings that, that the person I'm interviewing said, yeah. I could pick up that, you know what? That, that guy actually has like some really bad attitudes about some things, yeah. you know? And it's because I was listening so carefully and yeah. I was being perceptive. Yeah. And when it comes to like preconceived notions, I just, I drop them drop all. Drop them, right? yeah. I drop them all to. and yeah, listen so closely. And it's it's interesting because people, this is an interesting, this is a very interesting um, quote. Um, and I picked this up from uh, Debbie Lawrence. Okay. Okay, and she was, she's someone I learned a lot from over the years. You can check out Debbie Lawrence online if you want to. Uh, she's, a, she's a success coach. Okay. But she said, Whenever, whenever someone shows you who they are, believe them. 
shows you, not tells you. Well, no, when someone shows you who they are, yeah. believe them. And because the truth is, is that we show ourselves all the time. Yeah. But the truth is, is that we have trouble uh, processing it and believing it because we have our preconceived notions of, oh no, they're really a good person actually. Or no, they're actually, you know, like we have our, we're, we're not being perceptive enough to be able to believe what we're actually seeing. I kind of took that a different way. So like, and it kind of, what you just said too. So like, I could tell you, this is how I am, this is how I am, this is how I am. Yeah. And so now you have this predeceived of how I am. Right. But then I turn out to be, oh my gosh, like, that, she doesn't do that, she doesn't do that. So you gotta more believe, what, so what was the quote again? Whenever someone shows you who they are, believe them. So you gotta believe what I show you, not what I tell you. Right. Because what I tell you, I could make you, I could be making your pre-deceived, what did you call them? Preconceived notions. Preconceived yeah. notions, yeah. And I make you have those by telling you who I am. Right. But really, you need to believe in what I show you who yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. Because some people, I mean, they either it's, it's a way for them to protect themselves or maybe it's a way for them to feel like they need to do these things to make you like them or something yeah but they'll say things because they think that that's going to make you like them more but right? i want to see it yeah well here's the thing it's like how many times okay even even you and me know this from experience yeah how many times have we met somebody who we thought wow they're really great in the interview yeah. and there was just this, this one little thing yeah this one little thing we're kind of like uh, you know there was that you know, yeah. when someone shows you who are, believe them. We didn't do that. Yeah. And then what happens? We get to know them more. Turns out, whoops. You yeah. know, it. Yeah, we should have paid attention to that, but yeah. we didn't. Yeah. Right. Instead, we were looking at all our preconceived requirements to try to fill that position. And, and this everything. has also happened the yeah. opposite way too. So, um, I know we've hired somebody in the past, and I was kind, my already predeceived or preconceived. Um, what are they? preconceived Notion. notions had me judging them so after the interview I didn't know if I should follow like it's my gut I'm like part of me is like should I no it's not my gut it's my judgment and then I'm like it's that's what's holding me back from hiring them but then we ended up hiring them and they were like on point probably one of the best employees so like it can work both ways yep exactly yeah, yeah. and it's a matter of just employing perceptiveness Dropping. over your preconceived uh, over your preconceived notions. notions yeah yeah so for there's there's prejudice and then there's perceptiveness okay yeah all right so speaking of interviews you actually have one starting right now it, so we I? are ending this show okay <laughs> so thanks for joining us everybody we will see you at the next one Thank you for listening to Enter the Bunker. Make sure to follow us on Instagram where you can share your story and also look at behind the scenes of how we make our podcast. You can watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube by simply searching Enter the Bunker. Tune in next time as we launch into thriving.